Good morning, everyone. Oh, good afternoon. I always get that wrong. Thank you, Robert, for uh, getting the presentation up. Um, just before we start, maybe have a quick word of prayer. So, Father, Lord, thank you for bringing us together this afternoon. Thank you for your grace in all of our lives. Thank you for how you're able to comfort and protect us and guide us through this world and through this life. And we pray that as we speak today, these words will touch those here in the church and those who are listening online in the future. Amen. Um, so my preparation for this week's message has been rather different from usual. First of all, as you can probably see, I've got these old specs on. And it was my birthday as well, so as I'm getting older, it's needing some assistance in some ways. Um, usually as well, I'm in work during the week, so I'm coming home from work and trying to figure out, you know, what is it I'm going to say and what am I going to do. But with it coinciding with my birthday, I took a few days off. So I've been pulled from pillar to post, I had a beautiful day with my mom on my birthday. I spent some time with friends and colleagues in between now and then, but I don't think I've had one conversation where I've not mentioned that I'm speaking in my church on Sunday. And um, I have a lot of friends who believe in God, some who are on the fence and some who don't. Um, and whenever we're having these conversations, I think one of the things that always comes up is, you know, what, like, what happens after we die, you know, like this whole concept of eternity, this, like this concept of if I've done something wrong, how do I fix it? And that's what led me to uh, create the message that we're going to look at today. Um, if you go on to the next slide, please, Robert. I was saying not a single person, whether standing inside this church or in a, one of our workplaces or someone you sit beside in a restaurant, that annoying person who doesn't indicate before turning left, hasn't made a mistake. Um, and not a single person who's created or drafted a document in Microsoft Word has been able to type everything that they wanted to type first time around. Often I wonder in the days of pens and papers and uh, quills and parchments, just how much more consideration had to go into every word that was spoken or every word that was written because before the days of Tipex, we would have had a hard time trying to make a document look pristine without, uh, if you'd made a mistake. And it was with this in mind that I thought, as I said about the keyboards, I thought about how quickly it is to type a wrong letter, especially when you're trying to touch type or something like that. And how quickly you can press this button I've highlighted in red here, uh, the backspace button, uh, to rectify an error. If you go on to the next slide, please, Robert. And the same again with this uh, shortcut of control and Z. So if you type a word in, and then you put these two letter, you type these two buttons at the same time, then you're able to go backwards and take away the mistake that you'd made. And if only life was that easy, 
if only life was that easy. That's what I think a lot of, this is the thing that people were trying to get across to me. You know, sometimes there are errors that we make that take a lot of time and effort on a physical sense to be able to rectify. So for example, if you do drive too fast and you do crash your car, then cost time and money to be able to rectify that. It's not as easy as just pressing a control and Z. And even after that, your insurance premium goes up and it stays up for quite a while. Some would say for eternity. And I think that you can almost use that as a metaphor for life, for real life, and how sometimes people are worried about if they embrace Christianity, then like, what about the mistakes that they've made in their past? What is the consequence of them? For how long are they going to have to carry those burdens on their back? And what does it mean? And I think that's a big reason why a lot of people are kind of scared to embrace this blessing and gift that we have. Um, if you go on to the next slide, please, Robert. So this concept of eternity, as well as applying to insurance premiums, is also relative to lots of different things. So I took a few examples from the internet. Um, the first definition here uh, says it's infinite or unending time. And the second is a state to which time has no application. Timelessness. I think the, the second one here can apply to our father, you know, timelessness. He is time was before time and was after time. But for us as humans, I think the last one is the one that kind of applies to us the most. Through our Father who is timelessness, we can have endless life after death. And that's not to say um, in contradiction to another verse where the Bible tells us that he knew how many hairs were on our head before we were even born. But once we are born and once that soul is created, then, you know, there is the possibility of this endless life after death. Or more to the point, there is the actuality of an endless life after death. But it's how that's spent and it's what that's going to look like that scares people away. So even the idea of it scares people away. If you could go on to the next slide, please. So then scoured my mind and I uh, just thought of this verse, and uh, sorry, I was led to this verse, um, John 3.16, which I think many of us would be able to say with our eyes closed, but I'm going to read it. So it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life, an endless life after death. What a gift that is. And to know that we'd spend that with God is an even bigger gift. If you could go on to the next slide, please, again. And um, so I talked about eternal life and because God loved the world, he gave his only son that we may have it. But I think that, as I said, what bore out of these conversations I was having was what about the consequences of the mistakes that I've already made? If I decided to become a Christian tomorrow, then what would happen? 
Am I still going to be accountable for all of these things? Are they going to stop my connection with God? Are they going to hinder my relationship with Christ? Are they going to stop my opportunity to spend an eternal life with God? And as I, every time I'm up here, I recall that for almost every question that runs through my mind or runs through the minds of those that I speak to or speak with, the answer's already there in the Bible. It's a big book with a lot of words, and I don't think a single one of them is wasted. I just think that sometimes uh, some are more applicable to certain situations than others. And I think that when people are worried, or as Christians when we're discussing our relationship with God with others, it's very important to get this point across. The, the Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every man apart from Jesus has sinned. Every woman has, apart from, every woman has sinned. And I think that it's, in my demographic I'm seeing things change a little bit, but there definitely was a time when I felt that the outside world saw the church as a very judgmental, holier than thou, I am perfect, and you should be perfect like me, um, organization. Whereas actually what we are is a family, and we're a family of humans. And it's not us that are perfect. It's not us that haven't sinned, and it's not us that haven't made mistakes. It's Jesus. Jesus is the only person to have walked this earth and to have done that. So when... I approach and have these conversations, I quoted, I found myself quoting and re-quoting this verse because of the fact that I wanted people to understand that being a Christian doesn't, or being a Christian doesn't mean that you believe that you've never done something wrong. And being a Christian doesn't mean that there is now the expectation that you will never do something wrong. Because all have sinned. And there's a very high likelihood that before the end of the month, we're in the 3rd of November now, that well, each one of us will sin again. 